Welcome to the exclusive release of the Locksmith Podcast Original Series, an in-depth analysis of the inner workings of astrology. In the last episode, we began our discussion on Earth. We went through the scale of existence as expressed in astronomical correspondence, bringing it down to Earth in the houses. We completed houses one through six, and today we're going to finish them to 12. So without further ado, I'm Jay Castle, and this is the Locksmith Podcast. Starting back up, we have the seventh house ruled by Libra, domiciled to Venus. This is the spouse, the house of balance, house of partnership and marriage. This deals correspondently in matters of equilibrium, agreement, and compromise. As such, it also deals in issues as it pertains to relating with others. This house marks the middle point, opposite house to the first, and the seventh house mirrors in correspondence the external integrations of internal operations. Planets in this house will likely correspond with marriage partners, and as a result of this, this house is tied to the major arcana of the Empress and Justice. Whereby, in the first house, this presents us with a correspondence of equanimity with regard to self, that as you are is reflected in where you are, which would occur in reflection to say where you are is reflected in as you are, to the internal and external extensions of existence. The eighth house is ruled by Scorpio, domicile to Pluto and Mars, home of transformative potential. The eighth house is the house of death and rebirth, sexuality, and the overall maturations emanating cyclical processes resulting in feedback loops of conscious awareness to ensure sustainability at large. This is about your potential in life, the physiophenomenal relationship between the as such and meta, but it's also so much more. It deals with self-valuations to incur karmic distributions. You reap what you sow, and the eighth house is correspondent to as much, dealing in the fruits of relationship as well as the power to courageously engage with the unknown, continually adjusting alignment in the face of new understanding, not to mention finances and personal resources as a personal correspondent. Because this house is profoundly tied to the major arcana of the judgment, tower, and death, it can be difficult to express the significance of the individual planets within this house, although they share correspondence with individual relationships as it pertains to manifestations in sexuality, as well as phases of necessary or crucial suffering to fire up the processes of formulation, understanding, expression, and reception. This is as much a conscious force as unconscious. For example, if you can't figure something out in your head, you are afforded the potential to face the red dragon of influence through the past as it pertains to the perspective of the querent, meaning the individual embodies the question in physicality until they reach a point of mental enlightenment as it pertains to their spiritual journey. This emanation corresponds the eighth house to be mirrored in the second house. House evaluations and determinations of desires, placing a balance upon engagements within the external environment and the unknown and the self. The ninth house ruled by Sagittarius, domiciled Jupiter. This is the house of the passage, the home of purpose, travel, culture, and expansion. 
tied closely with correspondent expansion of horizons, planets in this house will correspond with philosophical, spiritual, and physical pursuits as it pertains to self-understanding of internal and external measures. And because this house is profoundly tied to the major arcana of the Wheel of Fortune and Temperance, it is integral to the formation of systems of belief, conservation of efforts, and sustainable experience through exploration. Now, I believe this translates into ethics and law as a correspondent extension of interest and experience. Planets within this house are primarily correspondent with that which leads us to form our rules for living. This is what societies are made of. This is what affords their potential. Leading us to the 10th house, ruled by Capricorn, domicile to Saturn. This house is the kingdom house of enterprise, ambition, motivation, career, and achievement. This house is primarily concerned with relaying correspondence to public life, hierarchical positioning, issues of potentials or careers, and even in your relationships with your mother, an extension of the external world as an extension to the internal world, which nurtures you. This house is essentially that which is correspondent to internal projections within the external expressions. Individual perception through explicit and implicit manifestations. This house is opposite to the fourth, which is correspondingly shown in relation with how the formation and foundation of personality crystallizes, a manifestation of expression between internal and external. An interesting synchronicity with regard to the cycles of life, as the celestial revolution through the tenth house occurs the age of 21, legal adulthood. This is the conscious explanation of the individualized existence as within progression with without. The planets within this house are likely to correspond with challenges faced in career as well as relationships with mothers, although sometimes reflected in fathers, revealing an interesting synchronicity as it establishes the influences of implicit correspondence within life as it pertains to the relevancy of trajectory in the introduction of externally received expressions. No wonder this house is correspondent to the world and the devil. <laughs> the 11th house ruled by Aquarius, domicile to Uranus and Neptune. The house of the support, house of blessings and benefits from effort in friendships and external integrations. And as an object of significance pertains to belongingness, community, connectedness, love, and wealth. Planets in this house will align correspondently with indications of future site, group associations, and the process of finding your tribe, all of which are correspondent within societal contributions released through individual operations, explicit and implicit, as extensions and abductions throughout varying degrees. An interesting phenomena because this house is also correspondent with the fool, world, and star. The fifth house mirrors it, and remember the fifth house is of self-expression, a mirror to blessings. And I think that's pretty cute. Finally, we have the twelfth house ruled by Pisces, domicile to Neptune. This house is the house of rehabilitation, sacrifice, privacy, refuge, seclusion, and retreat, referentially correspondent to the unconscious intuitive processes unfurling in release and integration, healing and forgiveness, conclusion and finality, abundance and addiction. Planets in this house indicate correspondent functions which are hidden, obscured, or otherwise unknown in conscious personal expression which is typically expressed in the manifestation of psychic faculties, self-sacrifice, luck, and miracles. Correspondently tied to the major arcana of the hanged man and the moon, 
which is interesting as it pertains to its mirror in the sixth house, whereby mastery is elusive to peacefulness and closure, as expressed in the sustainable process of restorative individuation, a mirror to reflect upon the gravity with unimaginable depth. In summation, the earth is profoundly an expression of the in-depth and physical, the sustainable potential correspondently reflective in the image of God, an existential emanation, whereby we are all observational to the expression and subject to implication within existential experience as such. The system of astrology contains an idea of physical manifestations correspondently identifiable within existence, made known through the implicit expression which communicates explicit existence in emotional synchronization and correspondent dance of anima and animus. When we get to where celestial influence is concerned, it is the crystallization of these spiritual expressions willed into existence, correspondently reflected by and mirrored in unique ways, all of which passing through signs where the relationship is expressed in their most immediately relevant house. The houses are ruled by signs, meaning they have a trait placed upon them as an inner sanctum of sorts within the energetic signature of signs, but the signs are ruled by planets. So the houses are like little workshops within signs. Some planets are better suited to inhabit in more full and intuitive ways some signs than others creating in them a matter of physical crystallization identifiable in the corresponding celestial influence, a phenomenal mirror to manifestation, all of which an offering of influential conceptualization as it pertains to immediate form and expression of reception. While made known individually expressed through the life of a well-tended garden, no soul exists upon an island in and of themselves, even if influences may cause doubt. You're only ever as what you project yourself to be. Allow for dreams, allow for emotion, and allow for intimacy. Engage in the genuine presence of an actual experience of true connection and true conversation, and watch the unfurling. If you enjoy this content, find The Locksmith Podcast on Facebook and Twitter to stay tuned in. If you want to show your support, find The Locksmith Podcast on Patreon and subscribe. Patrons receive episodes before anyone else, gaining access to bonus content like behind-the-scenes info, opportunities to talk to The Locksmith, and even a chance to be featured in upcoming episodes. So, what are you waiting for? Find The Locksmith, become a patron. As always, this has been The Locksmith Podcast. I'm Jay Castle. Thanks for watching.